For the uh, remainder of this show anyway, email help at employmenthour.com. Lots to get through. We'll get to uh, you can't be let go from your job if, and we'll uh, get to those talking points here in just a bit. Lots to get through and your emails and, of course, phone calls. They have top priorities. So if you're going to make a phone call, do it now, and we will get to you rather quickly. First, though, the uh, the week that was, pal, what's going, uh, what's going on with you? Hey, Johnny. Always great to be here. Always uh, mm-hmm. interesting to come and talk about uh, employment law, and that's what we're here to do. And this is your opportunity to get your questions answered. Take advantage. Take advantage of the fact that we're here to help. That's exactly why we are on this show, on the on the radio right now, talking to you to help you with your workplace problems. So call us on the show right now. you got about 40 minutes to do that. We'll be answering questions, talking about a lot of important things that you need to know about your job, your job security, your rights. Uh, as an employment lawyer, I have the privilege to speak to people every day and hopefully solve some problems, and that's what I'm going to try to do as well today. So give us a call. Don't be bashful. You'll be helping yourself and others that are listening to the show. But week that was, to the point, couple situations uh, that came across my desk uh, very recently. Uh, first one, I spoke with a uh, gentleman who had uh, recently come back or tried to come back from a disability leave. He'd been off on a disability leave for over uh, for over a year, but uh, with some uh, some therapy and some treatment, he got uh, he got better and better, and eventually he was cleared by his doctor to come back to work full bore, no problems. Uh, he was happy. I told his employer that, and his employer said, "Well, you know, glad to have you back, but your job doesn't exist in the same way anymore. But we have a part-time position for you, so come back part-time, and hopefully, very very soon, we'll be able to give you more hours and get you back to full-time." So he said, "Fine, okay, I'll do that." He went back and and he started uh, essentially half the hours, right. and literally not a not a day went by when he didn't follow up with his employer. Where where the uh, where can I get my extra hours? When can that happen? Uh, when is that happening? And his employer said, well, we're working on it. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. Well, a few weeks have passed by. This guy needs the income to live. He can't afford to work uh, half a job. Uh, and he called me frustrated, saying, you know, what do I do here? How long do I have yeah. to wait? So here's the thing. I, I believe his employer, that his employer legitimately at this point doesn't have more hours for him. Things have changed in a year. That makes sense. But despite the fact that the employer has a legitimate reason... It still doesn't allow them to change his hours, to reduce mm. his hours. Remember the general rule. Your employer cannot change the terms of your employment in a significant way, even if they have a good reason to do it. Right. Therefore, in this situation, he can treat his employment as being terminated. Our regular listeners know that as a constructive dismissal. So he can, even though he's not let go, and if, even though his employer wants him there, because his hours have been reduced, he can treat that as a termination leave with his full severance. So I'm bringing this up here to remind you, number one, your employer cannot change the terms of your employment. Number two, they can't change it even if they have a good reason, even if there's something legitimate. You still have a right to the same terms of employment if they get changed. You can treat that as a constructive dismissal. 416-870-6400-640 on cell. As always, we'd like to get to the phone calls right away. Bring them on. We'd love to talk to you. Salim, thank you for uh, for hanging on. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm fine. Okay. What's your, what's your question? Yeah, I'm calling regarding paying the radio at work. Okay. I, I've been... As I'm being forced to listen to a particular radio station at work, but I don't like it. When I try to switch to another one, 
the coworker always switch it back. Okay, so so what is your question specifically? Like, what should I do if a coworker is like having a monopoly on the radio? Like, she forces everyone to listen to the same station. Right, and I can certainly understand why you know it would kind of be annoying and even uh, frustrating. That said, the law kind of stays out of that situation. It's not a situation that triggers legal rights as sent, uh, in, in in reality. What I would do is I would talk to to your boss and explain that this is annoying and there needs to be a system that makes it fair to everyone that they can uh, you know either take turns listening to the station or find something that everyone likes. But yeah. ultimately, it's up to your employer to say yes, we're going to do something about it, or no, we're not. There's really no way to force your employer to do something about it. Uh, yeah. So talk to your employer, and hopefully a reasonable employer is going to help you out and, and, and do something about it. Okay. All right. Thanks, Salim. Thanks, Appreciate Salim. that. And just you know, keep it on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. All your problems will be solved. Easy. Wouldn't it be an interesting juxtaposition if this was going on as we were doing this show? That would be like a total <laughs> Twilight Zone thing. It'd just be kind of weird. Just be kind of yeah, weird. It would be right? weird. Wait, wait. I'm listening to the employment hour. Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm on the employment hour. Damn it. Wait a second. <laughs> uh, before we get to another phone call here, uh, you had a second issue we were talking about with the week that was. I did. I spoke you know. with a, a gentleman who had uh, worked for six years on yep. what he called a, a renewable contract. So every mm. every year his contract would end, it would get renewed automatically, and, and around we did that for six years. Well, this latest contract was supposed to expire in, in a few weeks. He got called uh, this week to, to uh, his boss's office, and they said, we're not going to renew the contract. Instead, we're going to post this position. Feel free if you want to apply to it. Uh, apply, so essentially, feel free to apply for your job. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, we're not renewing. Uh, and, you know, we're going to wish you all the best, shake your hand, and, and say farewell to you. So he called me, and he wanted to know what does he do here. Does he have to apply? What happens if he doesn't apply? Is he owed anything? So let, let's be very clear here. Let's start with the, this, these renewable contracts. And, again, hopefully our regular listeners know what I'm about to say, and that is that if you work on a contract that keeps getting renewed and gets renewed and gets renewed, that contract becomes meaningless. He's now considered to be a regular indefinite employee. Even though he signed the contract that's supposed to expire in a few weeks, that contract really doesn't exist. He's now an indefinite employee. Therefore, if his employer wants to end the relationship to let him go, they have to pay him severance. They can't say, well, the contract ended, so we're just going to let you go. They have to pay him his full severance, just like uh, uh, they would any regular employee. He doesn't have to apply to his job for his job. If his employer decides that they don't want him there, that's fine, but they have to pay him. Anytime, by the way, your employer tells you, you have to apply for your job, that's nonsense. That's ridiculous. That is a termination in any way you look at it. So he's been terminated, and I want to remind everyone, if you sign contracts that keep getting renewed over and over again, if that happens more than, say, three times, the law considers you to be a regular, indefinite employee, and your owed severance if your employment comes to an end. Is there any time where that doesn't apply? Generally speaking, if you actually negotiate a contract, oh. and every time the contract expires, you sit down, you hammer out new terms, uh, it's negotiated, so it's actually some thought given to it, then yeah, maybe you're on a contract. That rarely happens. Usually it's simply, yes, let's renew it, we renew it, and move on without thinking about it too much. In such a situation, the law says that contract is meaningless. You bet it. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, one triple eight two two five talk That is toll-free. Moving over to uh, to Sean. Hey, Sean, thanks for hanging on. Good evening. You there, How Sean? You? 
Yeah, Good, I can though. hear you. Yeah. Good. What's up? All right. So I got I got fired about a month ago. Uh, long story short, a month prior to that, someone hit me in a parking lot. Uh, didn't damage my vehicle. No big deal to me. I thought nothing of it. I said, be on your way. I went on my way. I got a call a month later from a warrant officer. There was a warrant out for my arrest. Uh, this lady had gone and said I hit her. Uh, that being said, I worked as a site super in construction. And uh, I had to leave to go accept the warrant and be arrested. I was fired that day by my boss. And being in management, we, we employ a lot of people uh, from different countries, different areas. You can't have a record. Um, I'm going to let you go. And I said, well, that sucks. So I went and I applied for unemployment. And I waited about a month for that. And then I was denied unemployment because they, they determined that, that that is a leave of absence, even though my separation papers say I was fired. Now, uh, I take it you haven't been convicted and you're going to fight the charge. Correct. I have been. I just came from court today, actually. Okay. Uh, what do you think? Is the charge going to be dropped? Do you know? Oh, 100% it is. In fact, uh, I, I'm intending on having her charged for public mischief, Good. making false, uh, falsified evidence. But Good for you. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't, so, so, help me at this, this point in time, right? That well, it does. It does actually help you. It, it does oh, because okay. it, it, it goes completely to show that, that you, were, you were right all along when he said, wait a second, <laughs> uh, I, I didn't do it. So yeah. they jumped the gun. Now, if to the extent that there was a real concern, they could have suspended you, by the way, with pay pending them figuring out what happened. But they couldn't have fired you because, again, we have this concept of innocent till proven guilty. Uh, right. you, you did not have a record just because you were arrested. You always maintained your innocence. So they absolutely could not fire you, certainly not without severance. So let's talk a bit about that. How long now, did you work there for? Standing construction, there is no severance. Oh, there is severance. Uh-huh. Absolutely, there is. First of all, were you part of a union? No, I was not. No, Beautiful. And I, I had only been working for this employer about uh, three months previous to that. So I would have been right around my probation period with him. So you probably are still going to be out about a month's pay. Okay, so they okay. can let you go. They can let okay. you go, but they have to pay severance. So okay. there is severance in construction. We've talked about this many times on the show. It's a not big misconception. So you could easily be owed about a month's pay. Obviously, if you had worked there for longer, it would have been much more. Right. So even after three months, you could easily, easily be owed a month's pay. It could even be potentially more than that. So what I want you to do, Sean, is I want you to reach out to me. I want you to call me off air. Let's you and I have a, a more in-depth discussion. But yeah, certainly if you're not going to be convicted, if it's a bogus allegation, there's no way they can let you go without compensation. Uh, okay. And like I said, for you, it's about a month's pay that you're out. Oh, that's great because uh, that would help me catch up on the bills I've been up behind since. I bet. No problem. I'd be happy to help you. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate that. You know the uh, the number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmenthour dot com. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to uh, call in for the remainder of the show. It is four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. Bruce, I'm going to try to get you in here before the break. How are you? Hey, Bruce. Uh, here's my question. Sure. I uh, I was down downsized. I went from a department manager to a section manager. Uh, because they eliminated the department manager role and my wage stayed the same. It was a shift change. It went from a Monday to Friday job to a continental uh, 12-hour shift and there's rumors of uh, another change pending within the next couple of months. Um, Does constructive dismissal kick in at this point or 
did I limit myself because I've already accepted a change in uh, in position and shift? So, uh, Bruce, how long ago did this change happen? Uh, about eighteen months ago. So, because it wasn't that long ago, you know, eighteen months is not considered that long. Uh, it, it is a problem by by accepting that change. You, you've arguably given them the right to make similar changes. So, the question becomes: What kind of a change are they going to make? If, for example, they're going to put you in a position that's very different with less pay. Well, then no, that's a very different change, right? Last time you didn't have to accept a less pay, uh, less pay, so you could still treat that as a constructive dismissal. But if right. it's one of those changes where they just change your shift around, because you've let them do it before, then yeah, arguably, arguably they can do it again, and that may limit or even eliminate your ability to say constructive dismissal. But okay. we, what we would want to do as best we can is compare the previous change and, and the new change if it happens. And if we can show that this new change is very different than the previous one, then you may have an argument. So if that change happens, Bruce, I want you to reach out to me. Let's talk about that. Let's try to figure out how it's different or how it's not different. And then we'll know if we still have an option to say constructive dismissal. Perfect. Thanks, Bruce. Appreciate that. I'm just going to put you on hold there so I can give you the number and you can catch it. 1-855-821-5900. 1-855-821-5900 and help at employmenthour.com. We'll take our first break for the night and wait for the phones to fill up. Do you want to call three? you got a couple minutes now for the remainder of the show going forward. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Employment Hour, Wednesday night edition. Global News Radio. Time to go out and take a look at the roads with chopper traffic. Here's Ari Rabinovich. Darren, we got a new collision on the 401, this time westbound at the Allen in the Collectors, where a couple of center lanes are blocked for this collision and already a heavy delay from the and employment hour in 30. That is on Global TV and CTV. That happens on the weekend morning, so we got you covered in a big way. Uh, the topic, as we mentioned off the top of the show, Lior, is you can't be let go from your job if. Tell me about that. Well, you know, we've said many times on the show, in fact, it's one of the biggest themes on the show that generally your employer can let you go for any reason as long as they pay you your full severance. And of course, in most cases, employers don't pay full severance, which is what a wrongful dismissal is. Right. But there are exceptions to this rule. There are some situations where even though they're the employers um, uh, intending to pay you severance, they want to pay you severance, they still cannot let you go. You cannot be let go in certain situations, and and that's what we want to cover over the next few minutes, those situations where despite severance, you cannot be let go. And we'll get right into the first one is you cannot be let go for discriminatory reasons. We talked about this in length too, for sure. Absolutely, and this is the biggest one. You cannot be let go for a reason that's discriminatory. What do I mean by that? Well, you cannot be let go because of your age or your race or ethnicity or disability or, or sexual orientation. You cannot be let go because of that. doesn't matter if the company says, we're going to give you all the severance that we owe you, uh, not a problem, don't worry about it, we'll, we'll, we'll pay it in full. It's still illegal. Our human rights laws protect you from losing your job, from being penalized, from being treated differently because of certain prohibited grounds. Now, not everything is discriminatory, of course. If your boss says, well, I... Uh, 
I want to hire my cousin and you're not my cousin, so I'm going to let you go. That's not necessarily discrimination. But if your boss uh, says, well, you, you're, you're unreliable because you have a disability, and so I'm going to let you go, yeah, you, you better believe that's discrimination and that's illegal. If your boss ever does that, your company ever does that, you'd be owed human rights damages over and above severance. So the rule, the law is quite simple. You cannot be let go for any reason that's discriminatory. Next one we're going to tackle is this. You cannot be let go for trying to enforce your rights in the workplace. This is extremely important. You, if you, have, you can have all the rights in the world, but if you don't have a way to properly enforce those rights, those rights are meaningless. Mm-hmm. So we recognize that. And because of that, one of the things that our laws provide is the ability to pursue your rights without being afraid of, that you're going to be penalized. Therefore, if you pursue your rights, if you insist on your rights, doesn't matter if it's overtime or vacation pay or, or, or holiday pay or what have you, you cannot be punished. You cannot be let go because of it. That's what we call a reprisal. A reprisal is a situation where you're essentially punished for standing up for your rights, for pursuing your rights, and that is illegal. Depending on the situation, it could be a violation of a number of statutes. The law makes it clear that once you try to pursue your rights, you have this dome of protection around you, and you cannot be let go for that reason. You should always feel comfortable and confident to pursue your rights without the fear of reprisal, without the fear of punishment, uh, and, and that's why you should always stand up for yourself, ask questions, inform and educate yourself, call me, let me help you, and in all those situations, you should always know you cannot be punished. If your employer does try to punish you, yeah, there's going to be significant consequences. You cannot be let go for standing up for your rights. And you want to start with a phone call now, just get it on if you want to. That's 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Doesn't that also include the fact that even if you, you investigate on your own or stand up for your rights or something in the workplace, um, and you end up being wrong, you can't be fired for being wrong either, right? Absolutely, and that's the whole point. So if, if you, let's say, you believe you're owed overtime, and you maybe you go to the Ministry of Labor and you file a complaint to get your overtime, and it, they determine that, no, actually, this employer doesn't have to pay you overtime. Your employer can't say, aha, you were wrong, you put us through this, so we're let, letting you go. Mm-hmm. That would still be illegal, even if you are wrong. Think about it. If, if you were going to be punished if you're wrong, then no one is going to want to pursue their entitlements because they'll be afraid, wait, if I'm wrong... I'm going to lose my job. Right. So no, because of that, you cannot be punished even if you're wrong. You should always be comfortable to stand up for your rights or pursue your rights or at least inquire about your rights. You cannot be let go if you complain about workplace harassment. This one should be painfully obvious at this point, right? <laughs> it should be, and then uh, it, it is often, but sometimes it's not. And employees should know that when they're dealing with workplace harassment, the fact that they want to address it, the fact that they file a harassment complaint, they speak to HR, what, what have you, they, they point the finger at the person that's harassing them, they cannot be penalized in any way. That dome of protection that I talked about a minute ago applies in this situation as well. It is illegal. It's illegal to fire someone, to punish someone, to discipline them because they filed a harassment complaint because, or because they just raised a harassment issue. Harassment is a very serious thing and something that no one should have to deal with. An employer has an obligation to deal with it, to eradicate harassment, mm-hmm. to, to, to investigate and to make it go away. And you have the right, and I would even say the obligation, to bring that harassment to the attention of the employer, knowing that by doing that, you will not be let go. You will not be fired. You will not be penalized in any way, shape, or form. 
416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, 1-888-225-TALK to call in toll-free, ask your questions about what we're talking about here or anything about uh, your job, possibly asking for a friend or a family member who won't call in. That's okay. Do them a favor and call and at least get the ball rolling as far as the information is concerned. Talking about things you cannot be let go from, uh, from your job. You cannot be let go for any reason related to, there we go, pregnancy <laughs> or parental leave. We know this one. Yeah, I want specifically to keep that very broad, okay? You cannot be let go for any reason whatsoever related to pregnancy, uh, to pregnancy leave, to parental leave, to, to, to any of that. You cannot be let go because you're going to take a maternity leave, because you're going to come back from maternity leave, because you're pregnant, because you've been pregnant three times. None of that can happen. That is illegal. All right, uh, and and that's a violation of the Human Rights Code. That's a violation of the Employment Standards Act. In many cases, that would be a wrongful dismissal. So it's wrong. It's illegal. Should go without saying. It really should go without saying. And maybe one day I won't have to say this anymore. But every day, or not every day, but certainly every week, I still talk to people where the employer tries to get away with doing something in those situations. That's illegal. You should always know that the law protects you if you're pregnant, if you're a father taking a parental leave. In all those situations, you're fully protected. Again, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. It is time to get to uh, to Mike. Hey, Mike, good evening. Hey, how are you? Um, good, pal. I, I got a quick question here. I am a salesperson, and I have a company phone, and I use up quite a bit of data, and I guess I've gone over my limit a few times, and my boss has threatened to dock my pay to cover the overage. And it could be... Well, you know how data overages are. They could be a couple hundred bucks sometimes. Now, the fact that you you went over is it because that the, just the data plan is not enough for you to do your job, or or, or what's the reason you've been all over? Well, I would say that. I mean, it's a two gig plan, and I'm on the road quite a bit doing sales, and there's a lot of uh, back and forth with emails and attachments and images and stuff. So I would imagine that's what the problem is: the data. Well, I would address it with your employer and say, well, fair enough, employer, I understand that, but are you telling me you don't want me to do what I need to do? You know, I'm a salesperson. I need to do, to do certain things on my phone. Do you want me not to do that? Do you want me to hurt the sales? Because if you're telling me I have to pay the, the, the overage, I'm, I'm just not going to use my phone when I need to. And in many cases, the employer is going to realize, wait a second, maybe we need to get this guy a better data plan or, or, or do something else. But ultimately, if your employer is going to say, we are fine with you not doing what you're supposed to, then you have a choice to make. You use your phone less or you pay the data overage. Uh, but you cannot be penalized then if you're using your phone less because you brought it to the attention of your employer. But if your employer still says, no, your data plan is X amount and if you go over, you have to pay, well, you know, if you have the opportunity and you tell your employer that that's an issue, uh, if you still go over at that point, they can require that you pay it back. Okay, well, we have nothing in writing and they don't tell me what the data how much data I've used until I see the bill at the end of the month. Well, then, you know what? It'd be a good idea for you to talk to your employer about uh, how do you get that information so that you know how much you have to use. Make sure your employer understands that if you're, you kind of have these shackles on you, so to speak, that you're afraid to use your phone when you need to, it, it can impact your job. It can impact how much money you can, you can earn for the company. And I think once they realize that, uh, that once you put it in those terms for them, They'll, they'll hopefully cooperate with you and, and do something to solve this problem. Okay, but he can take money off my paycheck if I do go over. That's your thing. Ultimately, yes, they can. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, like, yeah, exactly. Get it. Uh, see if they'll bump up your data plan. Yeah, because we all know what those are like. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell is the uh, the number to call in. Get to Carrie. Hey, Carrie. Good evening. Hey. Good evening, guys. How are you? Good, fella. What's going on with you? I have a friend that is employed. We're employed by the provincial government. And uh, she has gone through uh, just a nasty divorce. And so she had to start taking time off. She took, uh, you know, used her holidays up, then used her compassionate days, used her sick days. And then she went on short term. Then she went on long term. And it's this has been going on for two years. She almost missed 173 days of work. Now she's working with, like, the days that she has to take off to see her lawyer. At what point in time can an employer say, hey, listen, you just went, missed way too many times, and we're just going to not accommodate you anymore? Now, uh, is she part of a union? Yes, she is. So the, the answer to that question is in the collective agreement. Uh, it, it is absolutely there, and the only one that would know what it means and what it says and what she can do is the union. So, so she has to talk to her union about this and ask exactly the question that you've asked me. Ask her union that question. In the collective agreement, there will be sections dealing with absences. Certainly with the provincial government, they will be outlined in detail. So uh, she should be very careful because you know taking an absence, for example, to meet with a lawyer may not be a justified absence. That could be a big problem. So she should, she should talk to her union and, and have her union advisor as to what to do and what her rights are. What if you weren't with a union? Is there a is there a statutory thing uh, uh, that says hey, or is there a rule that says hey, like we're going to give you eighteen months or two years, and after that, like you you just can't take a leave of absence from your job? Because a lot of people technically could abuse that and say, well, I'm going to take a leave of absence, not get paid, pursue other things, and if it doesn't work out, no. My job so an, an employee again, we're talking non-union. An employee actually doesn't have a right to take any leave of absence, really, unless it's for medical reasons. Okay, so if it's for medical reasons, they could be off as long as they need to. It could even be a few years if that's what the medical reason requires. But you can't take a leave of absence, say, to, I don't know, to clear your head or to try something else or to go to school or, or what have you. An employee doesn't have to grant that at all, not even for a day. Uh, they could say, well, if you're not going to be here, then your employment is terminated or, or you've resigned. Generally, a leave of absence would have to be for medical reasons. Right. Well, thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate it. That's been very helpful. I am going to talk to my friend about looking at the CBA that we have. Perfect. Yep, you got it. Carrie, appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of uh, of your evening. 416-870-6400 star 640 on cell is the number. Joe, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging on with us. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you and you. Good. We're great. So, what's your question? Yeah, um I think on Monday uh, we were exposed to uh asbestos and the side work. So my question is, uh, if that uh, is that the case, how can I pro- uh, proceed? So obviously, y- you don't know for sure, I take it? I don't know for sure, but for example, what happened is uh, the uh, um, I was working in a place where there was a construction company, and this uh, construction company, th- these guys, they were removing the vinyl floor, <clears throat> and I hear that the vinyl floor could have uh, asbestos. Hmm. So then I actually called the guy on charge to make sure that the, the site was clean and safe for us to, to work. And then he said, yeah, no problem, because this kind of tile is the one that has asbestos, this other kind doesn't have. So don't worry, you can work. Anyways, I work, 
And then yesterday I checked on the internet, and it happens that the uh, it's not the tile; it's actually the glue. What con- what mm. contains the uh, asbestos? And uh, this is this glue is called black uh, glue or something like that. So so, so let, let me just say so obviously the, the the key here is to determine whether or not you are exposed to asbestos, and, and the best way to do that is uh, to go through the Ministry of Labor. The Ministry of Labor has an Occupational Health and Safety Department, uh, and it's their job to investigate unsafe work conditions. So you need to to, to immediately call the Ministry of Labor uh, and and tell them your situation. They'll put you in touch with the Occupational Health and Safety Branch, and they have to come in and determine whether or not you were exposed. Because if you were exposed, there could be significant liability for the company for that. Uh, th- that could be a, you know a big issue. You could be entitled to to damages. So uh, that but that's the key. You have to determine whether or not. I know you have suspicions, and maybe you're right. But you have to go through the Ministry of Labor. That's literally the only way for them to determine if your employer did something wrong. Yeah, so in this case, for example, I reported yesterday to my uh, employer. And also today I called the uh, Ministry of Health. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah, I love labor. Yeah. And then uh, I left a message in there. I expecting that they Good. will call me tomorrow. Good. But also in case that I want to proceed, if, if that's the case, and yes, I'm right. And I want to proceed with a legal action. Uh, you probably can I can't. Call you? Actually, you, you, your your entitlements may be from workers' compensation if if there's a legal issue. Uh, generally speaking, if you're hurt or injured or, or something like that uh, because of work, you cannot go after your employer. In most cases, you have to go through workers' compensation. They could be fined by the government. There could be fines in the millions, even. Uh, but your your damages, your compensation would not be, you can't sue the company in most cases. As long as they're covered by by WSIB, you can't sue them. You would have to go through WSIB. Joe, appreciate the call. We're, uh, we're going to move on for everyone else. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale, or if you prefer, one talk That is toll free. Dave, good evening. Hey, guys. Uh, quick question for you. Um, my daughter's friend just got dismissed from her summer job. She's a university student. She's working for a company that is one of the uh, GTA's largest summer employer, employment employers. Yep. Um, she, she was involved in, not involved in, uh, somebody was sexually harassing her, as well as a little bit my daughter. And so to alleviate this, they, uh, they moved her to another position within the security department, and they left this guy in his position. And then all of a sudden, uh, things were going pretty good. And then next thing I know, she got called in, and they told her they were letting her go for wrongful judgment. And supposedly, the person that she, her partner that she was working with, said that uh, they were leaving the property for lunch, and they weren't supposed to. And he and she told him, says, "Well, that wouldn't be a good idea." And then he disappeared. And supposedly, he was bragging everybody that he did. He went out for lunch, and he went out with my daughter's friend, which she never did. So she hasn't even got a chance to explain, or they're not giving her a chance to talk about it and explain it, and then they're, they're so they've let her go, and so there she's lost her summer job to pay for her university with still uh, August and mid-July to go. So, very good question, uh, Dave. So here's how this works. If, in fact, she can show that the allegation against her were wrong, or, or at least that whatever she did is not that serious, then this is a wrongful dismissal, which means they owe her payment till the end of the job. 
So if the job was yep. supposed to be till the end of August, for example, and I don't know, that's uh, six weeks or so from now, they'd have to pay her for six more weeks. Okay, so yeah. it really comes down to whether or not they had just cause to let her go, whether she did something that's so bad that made it impossible to continue employing her. If she right. did, then she's not owed anything. If she did not, they would have to pay her till the end of her of, of the contract at the end of the position, which is about another six weeks pay, I would think. Yes, because so, she accommodated when there was an issue with this other guy, which... My wife's a police officer, and she said, no, that's sexual assault. You should have called the police. And the employer, I don't want to mention her name, but said that they tried to uh, work this out without having the police come in. And so she accommodated them, and, and everything was supposed to be fine. Supposedly everything's been good. But my other, my daughter says, oh, there's security cameras at every exit of this place or when the, employer, when the uh, employees have to leave. So they should be able to find him on, on vid- go through video and find out that, uh, that she didn't go with him. So, Dave, have her give me a call. You give me a call, or ideally she would give me a call. Let me talk to her and, and, and get yep. some more information because she may be owed uh, compensation for the rest of the, the, the summer job that she had. Six weeks, it's a lot, and, you know, obviously to pay for tuition. So have her call yep. me, and I'll, I'll do everything I can to help. Yeah, because somebody was sitting there and saying, well, go to the labor board and look at No, she can't. Said, well, yeah. okay. All no, right, she, she needs I'll, to, I'll, to, to, to speak to me. I'll have my daughter talk to her tomorrow because supposedly she's coming up to our place to discuss a couple of things. So I'll have her call you Perfect. guys on, uh, on either late Thursday or, or, or early Friday then. Perfect. Great. Appreciate it, Dave. That's amazing. And here is that number. Write it down. one 821 Again, one 821 Help at employmenthour.com to, uh, to carry on. We'll get to, uh, to Jack. Hey, Jack, good evening. Good evening. What's going on uh, with you? Well, my situation is I've been working at the same place for 17 years. I'm uh, 54 years old. And um, they, last year they implemented, I'm a salary and commission worker. And last year they implemented this new uh, formula where they've started to with, withhold money off of our commission, which we didn't agree to. And they've also implemented this new uh, thing where we have to start using an iPad, and, uh, you know, I'm not very tech-savvy at my age, and I'm finding it very difficult. Uh, I was listening to your show a little bit earlier. You said that if they alter your work, that maybe you have grounds to ask for severance and leave. Do I have any – do I have the right to do that or – So, or so let's, let's talk a bit about that, Jack. This, this change that they said they're going to deduct things from your commission, how much money are you going to lose with that? Well, let's just say I've been losing about 5%, 6% of my commission uh, every month because we get a monthly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a certain, uh, based on certain volume. So they implemented this new formula, which, you know, uh, we didn't agree to. And now they've started to, basically almost every month they've been withholding money. So how long has it been since they've been withholding it consistently? Uh, it's been about a year now, I'd say. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that, that's unfortunately, Jack, the problem is you're absolutely right that they don't have a right to do that. But when they did a year ago, because I know you were probably upset and you and your colleagues weren't happy at all, but because you right. continued working, you're considered to have accepted this, You know, especially when oh. it's, been a, it's been a year now. And because right. you've accepted it, there's really not much that you think that you could do. If you said, listen, this happened 
couple of months ago that say, well, you know, I think we're still fine. We can still say constructive dismissal. We can still say, no, you're not allowed to do it. But given the fact that it's been a year, uh, no, there's not much you can do. And, you know, on the iPad, I understand completely why, uh, you know, if you're not used to using technology or iPad, it could be a problem. But in the eyes of the law, it's probably not considered enough to be illegal to, to make you use, you know, technology. The, the mm-hmm. big issue here is the, is the deductions from your, from your commissions that may, means that now you're making less money. That is something that you could have said, uh, no, I'm not accepting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to treat this as a constructive dismissal. Because it happened a year ago, Jack, unfortunately, you're considered to, to kind of accept it. So I don't see anything that you can do right now. So I have to basically just go along with it right now. That's At it. this it's point, given the do. fact yeah, that's yeah. been a year, I, I don't see another option, my friend. I'm sorry. All right. Thank you for your help. I appreciate it. Thanks. Jack, appreciate that, and thank you for the phone call. Anything else you want to reach out further, one 821 5900 and com. Just speaks to what you've said. You know, when something goes down, don't sit on it. Don't wait on it, because eventually you are going to run out of time to make a difference or go back to the way you wanted it, right? A classic example. You know, a year yeah. ago, obviously, the company implemented something. He was unhappy about it. He's making less money. But he continued working, wanted to be the good soldier. And unfortunately, by doing that, now he's stuck in this reality. This became a term of employment. And it actually even gets worse, John, because now he may have given the company the right to make other changes in the future. So that's yeah. a bad thing. It's a, it's a good example of what ideally you want to avoid. If your employer makes changes, call me as soon as possible. Don't just continue working. That is an excellent way to wrap it for the night. And, uh, you know, heed the warning, write down this number and keep it if you ever need it. one 821 5900 That will put you in touch with Lior and the crew. Help at employmenthour.com. If you haven't used it yet, you want to find out even just for interest sake what your severance would be if you ever got let go. Severancepaycalculator.com. We'll be back here on the weekend shows, of course, and Employment Hour and 30 happens on Global TV and CTV on the weekend morning. Stick around, lots to go. Alex Pearson is coming right back with On Point on Global News Radio.